Megan Hicks of I Run Far. I'm with Aurelian Duna Palaz, the second place finisher of the 2021 UTMB. Congratulations and hello, Aurelian. Merci beaucoup, merci. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's the morning after your second place finish. How are you feeling right this moment? C'est le, le matin après ta seconde place d'hier. Tu te sens comment là? Ah, j'ai beaucoup, beaucoup mal aux jambes. J'ai pas beaucoup dormi, mais très heureux. <laughs> Puis avec tous les souvenirs qui sont passés dans la tête toute la nuit. Ouais. So his legs are really, really sore this morning. He really didn't sleep well last night, but he's got all the, all the emotions and all the flashbacks coming back, and it's been like that all night. So he's, uh, he's feeling quite good actually. It was fun to watch you walk down the stairs off camera a few minutes ago, taking them very gently. On t'a vu descendre les escaliers là, c'était vraiment compliqué. Ouais, je pense que c'est la deuxième fois que j'ai aussi mal que ça aux jambes. Après quelle course Après les 24 heures. Ouais. He's saying it's only the second time he's been so sore, so sore after a race. The first time when, when he broke the world record for elevation gain last year. So it's really sore. <laughs> um, this is Iron Far's first time interviewing you, Aurelian. I'd love to know more about you, where you live, what you do when you're not running, and how you came to be a runner. Alors c'est la première fois que tu es, es interviewé par, par Iron Far, donc euh, Megan, elle aimerait bien savoir un peu qui tu es, d'où tu viens, ce que tu fais dans la vie à part la course à pied et comment tu es venu à la, à la course à pied. Ouais, j'habite euh, à côté du lac d'Annecy, euh, je cours depuis 2012. Euh, dans la vie, je travaille en tant que, que kiné et je coach aussi des, des athlètes maintenant en, en trail. Euh, je viens du foot, j'ai fait du ski alpin aussi et depuis 2012, voilà, je fais du ski de randonnée l'hiver. Dans, dans les Alpes ici et puis l'été euh, à la course à pied du trail. Okay, so Aurelien is um, a local guy from the French Alps. So he currently lives in uh, close to the Annecy Lake. He's, uh, he's from a local mountain range called Les Bauges next to it. Okay. So he started running when um, in 2012. Before that, he came from a soccer football background and also a lot of skiing. So he was saying he does a lot of um, of ski mountaineering still, and he's still very competitive in ski mountaineering during the winter. Uh, and apart from running, he's a physiotherapist. Ah, so you can fix yourself after this race. Tu peux te réparer toi-même après la course, vu que t'es kiné. Non, je compte plutôt sur ma copine qui est kiné aussi. Actually, no, because he's very lucky, because his girlfriend is also physio. She's, he's counting on her to, to fix him. <laughs> You've got a fixer in the house, though. Um, we have seen you race at... Uh, ultra marathons before you've been an ultra runner for a while did you go pretty quickly from running into these very long races ultras ça fait un moment qu'on te voit sur des ultras est-ce que tu as été quand tu as commencé tu as très rapidement été sur ces longues distances alors pas aussi longues distances que ça mais oui dès ma première année en 2012 quand j'avais 19 ans euh, je me suis tout de suite lancé sur des 50 km 80 et même à 100 km donc c'est tout de suite la longue distance qui m'a attiré ouais. So he's saying as soon as he started uh, in 2012, straight away he went to 50k, 80k. So today, yesterday was his first 100 miles, so he built it up to that. But right when he started, it was always above 50k, which was uh, what suited him. Uh, we've got these church bells going in yeah. the background and helicopters going. It's a busy Sunday morning in, in Chamonix. Yeah. Um, my next question for you, you said it's your first 100 miler. This is also your first time at the UTMB Festival. Is that correct? C'était ton premier UTMB. Est-ce que c'était la première fois que tu venais sur une des courses de l'UTMB? Non, j'ai couru la CCC en 2013 où j'ai fini septième et j'ai abandonné la TDS en 2018. 
So he raced uh, CCC in 2013, where he came seventh, septième, hein? mm. uh, seventh, and he actually DNF'd TDS. Uh, in 2018. Okay, okay. It's uh, it's interesting to know that you had some background here in Chamonix at the UTMB festival before you decided to make the whole loop around the mountain. <laughs> Can you repeat it? Sorry. I was just going to say yeah. that it's, it, I, I hadn't seen that he had some experience yeah. at the UTMB festival before mm. deciding to make the, the big UTMB. Ouais, c'est intéressant que tu avais déjà acquis de l'expérience sur, le, sur d'autres courses avant de venir sur, ouais. le, sur le grand, ouais. Oui, oui. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, when the race went off on Friday evening, you went out to the front or very close to the front early. Did you feel confident? Did you feel calm? What were your yeah, emotions early in the race? Donc on a vu dès le départ, tu, tu étais rapidement positionné, en, pas en tête de course, mais proche de la tête. Euh, Est-ce que c'était quelque chose que tu avais prévu et, et quels étaient tes sentiments, enfin tes émotions et comment tu te sentais à ce moment-là? Je me suis senti bien dès le début, c'est vrai. Après, il y avait beaucoup de coureurs de, de mon niveau et on s'est retrouvé même avec les, les plus gros favoris tels que Tim, que Jim Wamsley et, et François Den. Donc en fait, on a progressé tous ensemble et, et voilà, tout allait bien. On avait un bon rythme, donc c'était cool de, de partager la nuit à plusieurs. He's saying he was feeling really good at the start, so he thought he thought he, he just um, he was running with his feelings and he. He was amongst all the favorite with François, with Jim, and uh, and everyone at the front, and the rhythm actually suited him. So, and he said it was nice to run with those guys at the start. So he uh, he just ran with it. It was interesting for me to look at, say, the group of men who were together at the top of the first climb, Delveray, and all of the people that you were with around you, besides François, did not finish the race. So it was you and he near the front who stayed there the whole time. Elle dit que c'était intéressant de voir qu'en haut du à vos ailes, à de, au Delevray, euh, que ce groupe-là, dans tout le groupe où vous étiez en tête, il y avait François et toi, et mm -hmm. tout le reste des personnes qui étaient avec vous, il n'y en a aucun qui a fini. Donc elle dit que c'est ah. assez intéressant de voir ça, ouais. Euh, oui, peut-être Germain Grangier. Mais oh. ouais, il y a, y a beaucoup. Oui. Yeah. Mais oui, c'est vrai que ça. Sur des courses comme ça, il y a beaucoup d'abandon souvent, on le sait, et ça fait partie du, du jeu. Yeah, he's saying in those races, there's, there's unfortunately he's saying a lot of DNFs. So he was one of the, the lucky guys to, to hang on. Um, this year was quite interesting in that it typically in the evening start, it can be hot. Uh, but Friday night was very cool, like seemed like good racing conditions environmentally. Elle dit que d'habitude, c'est vrai qu'on a souvent des, des conditions chaudes et un peu humides le, le soir de l'UTMB. Et cette année, c'était euh, assez frais et c'était du coup des bonnes conditions pour courir. Ouais, c'était très bonne condition et puis même la nuit, il faisait, il faisait même froid et pour le coup, moi, ça, ça m'allait bien parce que je fais du ski euh, l'hiver et je suis plutôt habitué à ça. Je préfère mettre des petits gants et, et se couvrir que plutôt avoir très chaud et qu'il fasse chaud. Ouais. Yeah, he was saying uh, it was cool at the start, it was cold during the night and he was really, really happy with that because uh, obviously he's a, he's a really a winter guy and he loves the cold. So he prefers to put some, some gloves and a jacket on if he needs to. Mm. And uh, he's really comfortable in the cold. So I think the, the conditions really suited him. Um, the night makes up so much of this race. We go to dark racing for a long time. You're going over Col de Bonhomme, Les Chapieux, Col de la Seine, past Cormayer before sunrise. Is that a time... Well, what was that time like for you, um, being kind of by yourself in the night, seeing headlamps before, behind? 
toute cette partie de nuit où il y a quand même pas mal de sommets à passer, ça, il, y a, il y a un grand mort, enfin c'est long, Courmayeur, puis même après de nuit, c'était comment de, de vivre ce moment un peu tout seul, si tu l'étais euh, bah, pendant la nuit, avoir les frontales devant, puis derrière, ça s'est passé comment ben, J'ai jamais été tout seul, j'étais avec Germain toute la nuit, avec Germain Grangier, et euh, on était avec Pablo Villa aussi, avec le russe Dimitri Mitiev, qui a arrêté, ensuite Pablo a arrêté, on a doublé euh, Jim Wamsley, et du coup là, on s'est retrouvé euh, dans la nuit avec la frontale de François qu'on voyait devant à 7-8 minutes, et derrière on voyait que qu'il y avait déjà le trou, euh, donc ça, en tout cas c'était intéressant et de se retrouver avec, euh, avec Germain avec qui je pouvais discuter pendant la nuit aussi. on avait un bon rythme. Ok, so he was saying he was actually never alone during the night, which was really good. Ah. Yeah, he actually, the whole night was with Germain Grangier. The time. Yes, yeah. and there were a couple of, the, at the beginning he was, uh, there was Germain, but there was also Dimitri Mitaev, the, the Russian guy, and also Pablo Villa. But then those guys dropped out. Uh, then when he came out of Courmayeur, um, well, they were with Pablo and Germain. Pablo pulled out, and then they caught up to Jim Wamsley, who didn't feel good after Berton, who also pulled out. And then they were on their own, both of them. It was actually really good for them because they they were chatting all along, and uh, the time went by faster during the night. And they had Francois at Lamp, and they could see it about between always between five and ten minutes ahead. And, and which was even better, they could see there weren't any headlamps before they were, that they had already built a gap to the guys behind. So um, maybe in that sense, the night was nice in that you knew you were comfortably behind Francois, but ahead of the other men. C'était assez sympa, assez confortable cette nuit de voir que étais, vous étiez euh, voilà, pas trop loin derrière François, mais que derrière, il y avait un gap. Quoi. Oui, voilà, on savait que ça serait dur de toute façon de revenir sur François. Donc euh, déjà la priorité c'était de, de conforter bah, nos, notre place sur le, sur le podium et l'avant sur les autres. Et puis après de voir euh, comment François allait se comporter. Mais, euh, ouais. Yeah, he said it was actually quite comfortable to be in that position because they knew François was fairly strong, but he was still within, not maybe within reach. But uh, what was really important, for, I think, for both of them was to try and consolidate that podium spot and uh, to get some gap on the guide behind, which was what they were doing and then they would see when the sun would rise how would uh, François react and would he would he start pushing even more but it was good for them. I don't know if this is a thing with French runners but American runners say that the UTMB race really begins in Champelac uh, for the final 45 kilometers or so is that is that a thing that you were thinking about too like how to get to Champelac feeling good for the rest of the race? Elle dit que les, les coureurs américains, ils disent vraiment que la, la course, elle commence à champer et ils veulent arriver à champer euh, en bonne condition. Est-ce que toi, c'est quelque chose que tu, tu, tu considères ça aussi Enfin, que la course, elle commence à champer et que tu te dis, il faut que j'arrive à champer et que je sois prêt à faire la course à ce moment-là oh, Non, je, même avant, j'aurais dit avant quand même. Ce champer, il reste que entre guillemets 45 km, donc il euh, faut être bien placé. Après, c'est sûr qu'il ne faut pas être complètement euh, euh, cuit à ce moment-là, sinon, euh, sinon la fin est, est horrible. Et euh, j'étais encore bien à ce moment-là, donc ça laissait envisager une bonne fin de, de course quand même. Yeah, he was saying for him the race starts before because uh, it's only only 45k after Champagne, <laughs> and it. also that the the, the the field at UTMB is so competitive. So uh, I mean, you have to be well if you want to get a good positioning at the at the at the, at the end. You need to to be well positioned at the front. So mm. so he wanted to be well placed. 
and he said he was lucky enough to be uh, to actually be still feeling quite good when he when he reached Champelac, which is when actually he dropped uh, Germain. I was going to say it was around then that you must have been racing mostly by yourself then. C'est à partir de ce moment-là que tu as commencé à vraiment courir tout seul en fait. Oui, en fait, j'ai lâché Germain dans la montée sur Champet et euh, j'ai vraiment accéléré pour, euh, bah, pour essayer de, de me retrouver tout seul deuxième et ensuite, euh, j'étais voilà, tout seul à partir de l'avant. And, uh, and try and secure, I mean, try to, to get that second spot and be on his own from then. I think it worked. I think you were by yourself really pushing into Champagne and beyond that, your minutes on Germain and the rest of the field just increased the rest of the race while you and Francois maintained about the same gap from each other from there to the finish. Elle a le sentiment que ça a marché en fait, parce qu'à partir de ce moment-là, t'es parti. Et puis en fait, ton gap sur Germain, il, il a augmenté. Et, et par, en, en revanche, par rapport à François, c'est toujours, même si ça bouge un petit peu, c'est resté assez, assez, assez stable. Oui, avec François, ça ne bougeait pas énormément, entre 12 et 17 minutes, selon les montées et les descentes. Mais après, ce qui m'inquiétait plus, c'était plutôt le retour du troisième Mathieu qui revenait, lui, près de moi. J'étais plutôt stressé par ça à la fin, on va dire. Yeah, he's saying he was... He wasn't worried about what was happening with Francois because it, I mean, uh, there was always between 12, 17 minutes depending on the downhill and uphills. But he started getting more worried and actually very worried about the comeback of uh, Mathieu Blanchard okay. uh, at the end of the race. So it was quite stressful for him, uh, uh, I think, from, uh, from, après, à partir de Bovine, quoi. From the climb to, uh, to La Giette, to Bovine, he was starting to get really worried because he could see, obviously, we were giving uh, time, time, um, Time difference to him, and he was uh, he was losing time to. I mean, Francois, uh, Mathieu was gaining time, so he was starting getting worried. So maybe that's almost an answer to my next question: that uh, you were thinking about maintaining your position all the way to the finish, and maybe there wasn't um, there wasn't a moment where it set in that I'm going to get second at UTMB. Elle dit qu'en fait, euh, bah voilà, tu tu t'es dit je veux absolument garder sécuriser cette seconde place. Mais finalement, en fait, t'as peut-être pas eu, t'as pas pu vraiment en profiter, t'as pas eu, enfin, ça a été, c'était quand, enfin, où t'as pu te dire, te poser, bon, bah, c'est bon, je vais l'avoir, euh, c'est dans la poche, quoi. Euh, à partir de la tête au vent, dans la dernière traversée, euh, en allant sur la flégère et la dernière descente, là, je savais que c'était bon parce que, parce que le troisième ne revenait plus sur moi et j'avais encore un bon rythme. Et en descente, j'avais encore de bonnes sensations, même sur la fin. Donc là, j'ai commencé à en profiter, là, dans, voilà, à partir de la dernière heure et demie de course. He's saying only in the last uh, hour and a half he could actually, I mean, feeling that he was secure and enjoy it. Uh, when, he, when he reached Tête au Vent and um, the traverse from La Tête au Vent to La Flégère, because he could see he had pushed really hard on the climb to Tête au Vent, and uh, he could see that Mathieu wasn't getting time. So he only he knew from, from that spot, and uh, he still had really good feelings. Uh, he's, a, he's a good downhill uh, runner, and he had still good um, feelings going down, so he knew it was, it was good until, uh, starting from then. Our reporter on the final descent uh, around La Floria said you were flying uh, there compared to uh, the people in front of and behind you. Yeah, ils avaient ils avaient quelqu'un en fait à La Floria dans la dernière descente qui qui t'a vu descendre et qui ont dit que tu volais littéralement par rapport même à François devant ou les gens derrière quoi. Et tu te sentais euh... Ouais, toutes les descentes euh, toutes les descentes se passaient très bien et la dernière descente euh, je prenais énormément de plaisir, je commençais à profiter. 
Et euh, ouais, j'ai encore de bonnes sensations, donc euh, bah, voilà, autant y aller le, le plus vite possible. Yeah, he said he was lucky because he, I mean, I don't know if it's lucky, but he was well prepared because all the downhills were really good for him during the whole race, and especially that that last one where his, his legs were still actually quite good and he could actually enjoy it, so he just uh, let it flow and he had a, a good downhill. What was it like to? I can't believe these bells are going yes, the whole interview. Uh, what was it like to run through Chamonix, uh, through the line of crowds, and to cross the finish, second place? Donc, euh, tu t'es senti comment, euh, enfin, quand t'es arrivé dans Chamonix et voir cette foule là, euh, qu'est-ce qui t'est passé par la tête bah, C'est vrai que d'habitude on le voit derrière l'écran ou derrière l'autre côté des barrières, donc là d'être euh, au milieu de cette foule, euh, bah, on profite du moment et c'est vraiment impressionnant toute, ce, toute cette foule qui, qui vient acclamer les coureurs et ouais c'est émouvant. Puis on repense euh, bah, tous les derniers mois de préparation, euh, tous les sacrifices qu'on a fait, donc euh, ouais c'est un, un beau moment de. de... Yeah, he said obviously he'd seen all the pictures and the videos, but he said it's, it's nothing compared to when you actually go through it yourself. And he said it was he was starting to get very very um, emotional because he started thinking about all all the training and he's had he's had a lot of um, injuries in the past years and uh, so all the sacrifices he had done. I mean, in the past month and years, so everything started to come back and he was he was very emotional. So it was uh, it was he really enjoyed it. It was really enjoyable to watch. Also, you, yeah, you just let your emotions out. It looked like there were feelings of relief and happiness just coming out of you, pouring out. Ouais, elle dit que t'as vraiment tout lâché, et puis que t'as eu vraiment des sentiments de, enfin, euh, t'as des de soulagement à l'arrivée, et puis un vrai, un bonheur réel, quoi. Oui, là, c'était le moment de tout lâcher, et puis après 20 heures à courir dans les montagnes, on est content de voir la famille, euh, mm. la copine qui me ravitaillait, donc ouais, c'était vraiment chouette. Hein. Yeah, he's saying, especially after being tired, after spending 20 hours uh, running in the mountains, it was, uh, he, he let everything go and he had his girlfriend who had done all the assistance during the race who was there for him. So she was very emotional as well. So it was, uh, it was a very special moment for him. My last question for you, which I think is a mean question to ask the day after 100 miles, but do you have other plans for running or racing in 2021? <laughs> Alors, elle dit la, sa dernière question, qui est une question un peu méchante, euh, c'est est-ce que là, avec tes jambes un peu dures, euh, tu as des, des ambitions de courir une autre course en 2021? Euh, oui, je veux faire une autre course, mais je n'ai pas encore déterminé laquelle. Je vais prendre le temps de. Alors, je pars deux semaines en vacances et euh, voilà, on va réfléchir avec mon entraîneur. Je voudrais faire une autre course, mais je ne sais pas encore laquelle exactement. Au mois d'octobre euh, ou peut-être novembre. He's saying yes, he will race again. Uh, he just doesn't know where for the moment. He doesn't want to decide now. He's going on holidays tomorrow for two weeks with his girlfriend. Then he will sit down with his coach. But uh, yeah, he wants to race one last race either in uh, between late September and November, somewhere, somewhere in, the, in there. So glad to hear you're taking a vacation. And congratulations on your second place finish at the 2021 UTMB. Okay, <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks.